lights, mics, and C-SPAN cameras are out on the House floor. Congress adjourned today, but Republicans are still there talking gas prices in the dark. And race is back at the center of the presidential campaign. We'll discuss it with our favorite liberal, Carl Jeffers. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Crystal College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. A light will shine down from somewhere. It will, it will light upon you. You will experience an epiphany. And you will say to yourself, I have to vote for Barack. All right. That is uh, apocalyptic, uh, epiphany kind of language. Um, is he the one, Barack Obama? There's a lot of Superman, star, celebrity aura uh, when the media talk about Barack Obama. you got Chris Matthews talking about a shiver coming up his leg uh, on a news program when he saw Obama speaking at a rally. We're going to talk with our favorite liberal, Carl Jeffers, in 15 minutes about the celebrity factor and Barack Obama. Does it help him or does it Heard him. Now, another issue with Barack Obama is the race card. And it's not John McCain playing it. People are saying now it's Barack Obama playing it. Here is a speech yesterday in Springfield, Missouri. Barack Obama said the GOP would try to scare voters by telling them he doesn't look like past presidents. He really thinks that. That, that Bush or McCain have a, a real answer for the challenges we face. So what they're going to try to do is make you scared of me. You know, he, oh, he's not patriotic enough. He, he's got a funny name. He, you know, he doesn't look like all those other presidents on those dollar bills, you know. All right. Now, what did he mean by that? He doesn't look like those other Presidents. Well, John McCain says, look, Obama is now playing the race card, and um, it's uncalled for. Uh, CNN's John King asked McCain what he thought of that. It is, I'm sorry to say, that it is. It's legitimate. And we don't, there's no place in this campaign for that. There's no place for it, and we shouldn't be doing it. They say that's not the case. Okay, John. Okay. Sorry. Thank I let the American it. people judge. Okay, so actually it was a McCain staffer who made this accusation, and McCain 
who is really quick to rebuke staffers when they go off the reservation, said, no, on this one, it's, it is the case that Obama's playing the race card, and I'll let the American people judge. So, Penna, we're going to talk to Carl Jeffress, who is a person of color. He is our favorite liberal. In 15 minutes, we're going to ask him about the celebrity factor, the race card factor. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be very interesting, Dr. Johnson. You know, for weeks, uh, ladies and gentlemen, pressure has been mounting in Congress to approve domestic drilling. We've talked about it on this program. And at a press conference yesterday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that Republican energy proposals actually don't address the immediate issues. There is nothing that the Republicans are proposing that will have an impact on the price at the pump. Not true. Yeah, 10 years from now, two cents. But what we're saying is free our oil. It will have an impact in 10 days, not 10 years. All right, but she and Harry Reid have refused to allow a vote on offshore drilling, and it's really disingenuous when she says these uh, things. At the same press conference, Pelosi listed what she said are a few of the energy proposals that most House Republicans have voted against. No to expanded drilling in Alaska's energy reserve. No to requiring all companies to drill in 68, use it or lose it, 68 million acres. No to lowering gas prices immediately by releasing a small portion of the government, a stockpile of oil. Well, they all want drilling, and so do some of the Democrats. That's why she has not allowed a vote on it. She doesn't want any Republican victories right now. Now, she this is an amazing thing that's happening on the House floor right now, Dr. Johnson. She adjourned the House this morning for a month-long August recess. <laughs> a lot of people were saying it was, it was really irresponsible to leave for a month with these gas prices without doing anything. Now, that was 11.23 a.m. Eastern Time. Well, it's, a, it's after 6 back there now, and the Republicans are still there talking about about gas prices and about the Democrats. It's mostly been dark on the floor uh, since the Democrats turned off the lights when they left. They'd also turned off the mics. Uh, the Republicans then figured out how to turn the lights back on and then the mics. And I think there's a code or something they figured out. Uh, we cannot see what's happening, though. We're not getting a lot of reporting out of there because C-SPAN is prevent, uh, prevented from broadcasting when Congress is not in session and the reporters are being kept out of there. Apparently, there are some spectators, though, in the gallery. Uh, and one Republican congressman, Thaddeus McCotter of Michigan, said, this is the people's house, not Pelosi's Politburo. That's the kind of thing they're saying there. And of course, at issue here, Dr. Johnson, is uh, Nancy Pelosi's refusal to schedule this vote on offshore drilling before the recess. Republicans say that leaving uh, a full month in August yes. without doing anything hurts the economy. And uh, we will discuss this. But there is one thing being floated, and that is that President Bush could actually call the Congress back to vote on this because it's so uh, it's so hurtful to a sector of the American economy. All right. We want you to call in. The number is 800-881-9270. And here's my question. Do you think with these high gas prices that we ought to drill in Alaska, in Anwar, that we ought to drill offshore of the Gulf Coast, on the West Coast, on the East Coast. The number, 800-881-9270. Do you buy Pelosi's argument that that drilling will not change gas prices, that that drilling won't help us for 10 years? Do you buy that argument? Is that a good argument? Do you buy the argument that we can't drill in Alaska because it's going to hurt the wildlife? What do you know about Anwar? Give us a call, 800-881-9270. Or do you think we need to release the tr- strategic reserve 
as Pelosi is suggesting, to bring gas prices down in the next week or two. What is really more important, bringing back down gas in the next two or three weeks, which is what would happen if we released a little bit of the reserve, or looking at the long term, actually, and trying to solve the long term problem of reliance upon foreign oil, the number 800-881-9270. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about ANWR. They talk about uh, this um, Arctic Reserve, and it is the size of some states. And uh, just to give you a comparison, if you took a football field and said, all right, that's ANWR of that football field, And then you took a little postage stamp, a little first-class postage stamp, and you stuck it in the middle of that football field. You would have the size of the area which they're going to drill on and operate on if they go to Anwar. It would be about the size of a postage stamp on a football field. Do you think the environment can take that? Do you think the caribou and the seals and the... the, uh, polar bears. Uh, Do you think that postage stamp on the football field is going to spoil the wilderness? What do you think? Let's go to John from Louisville. He's called in. John, what's your view? Well, I've got an answer for you, mine, and then I've got a question for you as well. I think that they've got to go ahead and drill, and uh, people are worried about it. Let the EPA have an office in that that field where they're drilling. They're the ones who are going to regulate and fine them. Um, My question is, um, thinking about this, our Constitution says that uh, no federal judge shall have a life term. They're not, you know, we think that they're supposed to be there for life. They're not supposed to. So if that's true, should the president that goes in fire judges and uh, put judges in to where they can get things changed? But then again, would that be fair? Because, you know, the Barack Obama's in there, he's going to do exactly that. Well, we weren't talking about judges. Uh, if you can email me and show me the article and section of the Constitution you're referring to, we might try to address that sometime, but uh, not tonight. Let's go to Jerry on uh, Plano. Jerry, thank you for calling. What's your view on these gas prices and drilling? Well, I think that we should go ahead and drill, but I've got one real quick question that no one seems to have an answer to, at least. Um, that is, we keep hearing about how much money the oil companies have made in the last quarter. How much did the government make during that same quarter for the, uh, all the taxes that they had on that gas. Well, look, that is, again, the dirty little secret. The federal yeah. government, the state governments, the city governments have taxes on gas, and um, they, they are reaping a, a huge benefit. It's very interesting. I've been reading this week that some of the states are actually worried about their infrastructure and being able to build their highways because People are using their receipts. Yeah, the receipts on gas taxes are going way down, so they're having to think of ways to tax the people through tolls and other things. President Bush has even uh, talked for toll roads and charging people for driving. So, you know, if you don't pay one way, you pay the other. We'll try to find out by the end of the program what that percentage is. I think I know, but I don't want to say it without looking it up. We'll get somebody in there to look it up if you can. We've got Wilma on the line from San Angelo. Thank you for calling, Wilma. What's your view? Well, I just think that uh, Pulaski's and, well, the whole Democratic Party right now is being selfish. I mean, you know, to get up and just leave like that and not even consider how it's going to affect the people. Um, I think it's a, a selfish act on the Democratic Party itself right now for yeah. getting up and walking out and not even considering how making this decision is, is going to affect one way or the other. And I really do think that they need to go ahead and start drilling. 
I mean, if we have the resources, why not use them? Why do we have to go to foreign countries or other areas, I mean, places in the world to, to rely on them when we should be able to provide for our own people? You know, Wilma, it's funny that you mentioned that uh, she's short-sighted and all. Here she's saying, oh, I want gas prices to be reduced in the next two or three days with this oil reserve, but we're going to take a month off. She's thinking short-sighted in every way. She's thinking about the next few days and the next month when real politicians, real leaders are looking at posterity. They're looking at the long term. We always say this when we talk about Social Security and the lockbox and all this stuff and the future generations and the deficits. But she's talking just the opposite. She's talking about this week, this month, instead of the long-term solution for our country to reduce our dependence on foreign oil. Uh, we need nuclear. We need wind. We need solar. We need all this stuff. But in the in the mid to long term, we've got to increase our oil production until those other kinds of energy sources come online. You know, I will say, I think when uh, members of Congress are home and the Senate, people should go and talk to them, go to their town hall meetings and get in touch with them and tell them what you think about this. That's what they're going home. They're going home to talk to the people. So give them an earful. All right. We've got two more callers. Let's uh, get them in. Dinesh from Dallas, thank you for calling. What's your view? My view is that we should go ahead and do drilling. We cannot afford to lose $700 billion losing to these foreign countries. Mm. We cannot do it. And even if George Bush, respected, has to take any action in this gap of one month, he needs to do it. We need our country to move mm. forward, and uh, we need to lose uh, this, uh, uh, losing money over uh, foreign countries. That's very important. And Nancy Pelosi's action has been very irresponsible. I am a Democrat, but I do not support this cause. Hmm. That's very interesting, Dinesh. He is a Democrat, but he supports the policy of drilling. Final caller here. We've got Scott on the line. Scott, thank you for calling. you got about 30 seconds here. Scott, what's your take? Hey, Jared. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I think one thing to address is the uh, psychological effect that if we approve drilling on our own, uh, the kind of effect that it's going to have on the other countries. Uh, that are that are right now holding us over a barrel. No Very good. Uh, they know that we're going to be independent on our own oil. That's right. And, uh, gas prices are going to come down immediately. We won't yes. have to wait for 10 years. Excellent point. And just in terms of our national security, it's good to put these nations on notice that we're not going to be beholden to them. All right, folks, when we come back, what do you think about Barack Obama's star appeal? Is that a plus or a minus? And he's playing the race card now. Playing the race card. Will that backfire against him? John McCain thinks it will. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Penn and Extra. We're going to talk about it with Carl Jeffers, our favorite liberal, when we're back. I've got a full-time job and a family, and I'm also getting a master's degree at Criswell College. The new Mac at Night program offers evening block courses for a Master of Arts in Counseling degree. It's so convenient and fits my busy lifestyle as a mom and a professional. Mac at Night offers licensure and non-licensure programs so you can gain ministry knowledge and even prepare for a doctorate. Mac at Night professors are at the top of the Christian counseling field, and Criswell College is partnered with a number of ministries, so you'll get experience and great contacts. My friends and family are so excited to see me back in school with the Mac at Night program at Criswell College. A Master of Arts in Counseling has never been so convenient. Come on, join me for Mac at Night. For more details, call 800-899-0012 or visit chriswell.edu. 
Invest in God's kingdom and in yourself through the Chriswell College. See us on the web at chriswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. It shall be known that in 2008 the world will be blessed. They will call him the one. A nation healed. A world repaired. We are the ones we've been waiting for. And he has anointed himself, ready to carry the burden of the one. To quote Barack, I have become a symbol of America returning to our best traditions. He can do no wrong. Do you have any doubts? Never. Can you see the light? And the world shall receive his blessings. This was the moment when the rise of the oceans began to slow and our planet began to heal. Barack Obama may be the one, but is he ready to lead? All right, that's a John McCain ad, uh, more or less mocking Barack Obama and all the apocalyptic and uh, epiphany kind of language. There's a real celebrity factor with Barack Obama. Is this going to work for him or is it going to backfire against him? With us to talk about it, our favorite liberal, Back on Friday, Carl Jeffers. He is a nationally known political analyst and talk show host. He writes for the Seattle Times, the Huffington Post. He's on CNN, MSNBC, uh, Fox. He's all over the place. This guy's a machine, and he's on Jerry Johnson Live. Carl, welcome back today. Well, it's good to be back with you, Jerry. I hope we don't we don't use up all our time with that introduction there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Carl. Okay. Look, we have been discussing yes. gas and drilling and mm-hmm. Pelosi shutting down um, the House today. And actually what I want to do, I've got a couple of callers on the line. We have no idea what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. I want to let them comment, and I'd like for you to react with these callers. Uh, was this a wise thing for Pelosi to shut down the House today? Do we need to do this drilling? You're a Democrat. I want you to kind of interact with them. Let's go on the line here. Let's see what they have to say. Kim is on the line. Uh, your comment, Kim, about the drilling and the shutdown today. I believe we should do the drilling I believe we should use our reserves. That's why we make savings accounts Hmm. for emergency. Use it, then replace it. And if anybody's going to leave a small footprint, it's going to be the U.S. All right, we've got to move on. Thank you, Kim, so much. Carl, your reaction to that? Well, Well, I think Kim is actually right in line with where the American thinking is right now. You know, I just did a piece this week in the Huffington Post where on this issue of oil drilling, because I believe it does, in fact, require us to wait many years for any real benefits, I said in my article that I reject John McCain's argument here, but then I went on to say, but the American people are not rejecting his argument. And so I'm acknowledging that. The fact is, Jerry, 69% right now of the American people actually support oil drilling, offshore drilling, and that is going to be an issue that McCain can gain some resonance with the American people, and Barack Obama opposes it. And I will acknowledge that the technology has advanced substantially over the last 20 years that I I am willing to accept the notion 
that off offshore oil drilling today can be made a lot safer to protect the interests and concerns of environmentalists in a way that it could not have been been done 20 years ago. So Kim absolutely is resonating with the opinion that I think more and more Americans are becoming to 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 take hold with. And four dollars a gallon gasoline, Jerry, will help you take hold of pretty much any issue. <laughs> All right, Carl, let's react to one more caller, Billy, on the line. Billy, your thought, your comment uh, on this issue. Well, Billy's gone. Uh, Carl, let's move on. Uh, Penn and I have been thinking really about another theme, and we're just chomping at the bit to ask you about it. Hi, Carl. It's good to have you. Hi, Penn, and nice to see you and be with you today. Well, you know, uh, earlier in the program, we played the cut that everybody's been playing uh, about uh, the dollar bill. (laughs) And, Larry, you might cue it up, and we can play it again for Carl uh, if he'd like to hear it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, who's injecting the race card right now this week into the debate? Is it John McCain or is it really Barack Obama? And isn't he kind of doing what was also done to the Clintons during the primary? Um, well, you know, my position is somewhat in a minority because I do believe that in the primaries, I was willing to argue that the race card was being played not just on the Clinton side, but on the Obama side as well, particularly after New Hampshire and mm. when, when they went down to South Carolina. And so where, as objectively as I can, because this issue is just so flammable, uh, let me state as clearly as I can my position. I believe that, that Barack Obama made comments this past week that invite someone to look at it as if he is raising the race card, and yet he really wasn't intending to raise the race card. Okay, Carl, let's interrupt you, and let's play that comment by Barack Obama. Here it goes. So so nobody really thinks that that Bush or McCain have a a real answer for the challenges we face. So what they're going to try to do is make you scared of me. You know, he, oh, he's not patriotic enough. He's got a funny name. He, you know, he doesn't look like all those other presidents on those dollar bills, you know? Carl Jeffers is with us. Carl, do you think this is right for a candidate to be able to say this type of thing? I mean, no one ever said anything about his name or the idea of him being on a dollar bill. Well, it goes a little bit beyond that, Penna. I actually don't think that there's a problem with what he said, because in the context of a campaign, I think that's a, that's a typical kind of response. And by the way, the notion of they want to scare you about me is actually something that Democrats, particularly people like John Kerry, even Al Gore, have traditionally had to face with the notion that people, they use fear about what Democrats will do to your taxes and everything else, just like Democrats have used fear, by the way, about what Republicans would do to Social Security for years and years. The, the problem is, is that given the sensitivity of the race issue, my advice to Barack Obama would have been to stay away from that kind of comment because the other side of that comment is, well, if you're saying the others don't look like me, uh, then that must mean you're referring to race, and therefore you're suggesting that we are playing race. And since if I'm John McCain, I'm saying I haven't been playing race, then I'm going to respond aggressively to that comment. And so for this week, John McCain has the upper hand on that, because I believe Barack would be advised not to touch that. But the problem is, is that That's the reason why I'm concerned about the whole concept of electing Barack Obama president, because he should be able to make that comment. There's actually nothing wrong with the comment, but because we haven't really had the proper discussion about race in this country, both sides have to play it 
close to the vest, not just one side. And up until now, Barack has had the luxury of not really having to play it uh, close and careful, whereas the other side has, and it's going to be clear. doesn't seem careful to me to bring it up. Let let me ask you, uh, Carl, listen here to McCain. Mm -hmm. This is a short sound bite. I want to ask you a question about it. It is, I'm sorry to say that it is. It's legitimate. And we don't, there's no place in this campaign for that. There's no place for it, and we shouldn't be doing it. They say that's not the case. Okay, John. Okay. Uh, I let the American people judge. Okay. Uh, He's talking, of course, about the accusation that Obama played the race card, and he's saying, I'll let the American people judge. Uh, It was really interesting today that somebody else took another take on this, uh, that he's skinny, too fit to be president, Wall Street Journal. Here's my question for you, and we're going to talk about the celebrity factor in a minute. Mm -hmm. But the way McCain talked, Mm -hmm. the way he related, it wasn't as smooth as Obama there. But there's some authority in the way he said, I'll let the American people judge. Do you think that McCain's manner, even though he doesn't give a good set speech, but his manner with reporters and with people and in rapport, do you think that he's connecting with the American people? Well, I, I would have to say, Jerry, he probably is. I think you probably want him to connect more than, <laughs> than I'm looking at it. But I'm being as fair as I can. He must be doing something right. But I think that what it is, and this is what seems to be the general consensus now, this election is going to be a referendum about Barack Obama, not about John McCain. And to the degree that that's a concern for Obama, because Obama would be better served if he could make the election about John McCain and McCain as a continuation of George Bush. That would help him. If the election for most Americans is really about what do I think about Barack Obama, is he ready, that hurts Obama. And so what you're suggesting there in terms of McCain's comment, it, nothing in that comment takes the focus away from people saying, well, what's Obama thinking? Well, where right. are we going to be with him? Well, let's go to your favorite candidate, Hillary Clinton. I want you to listen to what she had to say. Now let's talk about the star factor, the celebrity factor. Let's just get everybody together. Let's get unified. The sky will open. The light will come down. Celestial choirs will be singing, and everyone will know we should do the right thing, and the world will be perfect. You know, um, Carl, McCain's uh, funny ad mentions Britney Spears and Paris Hilton. We love to make celebrities in America, but also then we love to take them down. Do you think... Do you think that Barack Obama is set up for a fall? Is this celebrity factor going to backfire on him, possibly? What do you think of that? Well, it also has the potential equally to backfire on John McCain. Mm. So I think that it's kind of effective, but McCain has to use it sparingly. And, mm. and it has to be done in a way that really emphasizes, listen, we know he's a great speaker. We know he inspires. We know people love to go hear him. But in the final analysis, at the end of the day, with the problems and the seriousness of the issues we have to contend with in America, do you think he's ready? And actually, you know, uh, Jerry, I would close the ad saying it just like I just said it right there. I mean, (laughs) I would ask the people directly. But if you leave it with just the 
images of Britney Spears and, and Lindsay Lohan or whoever else they want to <laughs> put on there and Barack Obama, there will be people who will say, well, that's ridiculous. And, and, and so that could hurt McCain a bit. So they have to be careful how they do that because in reality, uh, Barack Obama, for whatever concerns you may have about him, he certainly shouldn't be put in the category with Britney Spears and, 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 and that was those types of celebrities. <laughs> and, and, and so there's a, there's a drawback on both sides. Carl, we're out of time. Carl Jeffers, our favorite man on the left here on this program we are balanced and fair on the right on the left you hear it both on friday here with carl jeffers carl we'll have you back hopefully next friday i'll look forward to visiting with you talk to you later bye-bye all right folks we've had many many calls on oil i think we really ought to go back to that and see how many of you want to talk about this because barack obama is against drilling that's a point we've not made yet on the issues let's get back to the substance here He's against drilling. What do you think? You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. No to expanded drilling in Alaska's energy reserve. No to requiring all companies to drill in 68, use it or lose it, 68 million acres. No to lowering gas prices immediately by releasing a small portion of the government, a stockpile of oil. All right, that's Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. Now, this is what you get when you get the San Francisco liberal. Uh, many in the Democrat Party are afraid her stance will hurt them in the fall elections. Um, she is blo- blocking offshore drilling. Yeah, vote on it. Because she says, quote, I'm trying to save the planet. That's what she said. I'm going to block even a vote on this. Okay, we've got callers. We're asking you, should we drill or should we not? Or should there at least be a vote on it? Should Congress be on a vacation right now? Carissa's been holding. Thank you for your patience. What's your view on this, Carissa? Well, my view on it is that we should drill in Anwar. Um, I have an aunt and some cousins that live in Alaska, and uh, the feeling there is they want the drilling because it'll bring jobs over there. It'll boost their economy, and uh, they want it. They don't, they're not concerned about the caribou or whatever. They want the jobs, and um, so they really, really want the drilling. Hey, thank you for Carissa. That's a good insight. You know, I do know they actually do care about the caribou, but what they're not worried about them, because I remember the debate, uh, reading about it over the pipeline. Everybody thought the pipeline going through Alaska was going to kill caribou. Actually, the caribou like the pipeline. Actually, the caribou uh, hang around, around the pipeline, because it's warm in the winter and so forth. It's become a gathering place, and it's a clearing area. And so the pipeline did not alter their migration habits. The caribou are thriving uh, with the pipeline there. And again... Um, we've so cleaned up drilling and processing that, uh, and again, a postage stamp on the size of a football field, uh, we really don't need to be worried about this drilling in Alaska. Mark's been holding a long time. Let's go to Mark. Mark, what's your take on this? Uh, two or three things. First is that uh, we definitely need to conserve our energy by taking the steps to uh, make better cars, wind power, solar yes. power. Yes, yes. But also... We need not touch the reserves. Uh, for one reason, is hurricane season is still going. I on. agree. One major hurricane, and we're crippled. It's for emergencies. Exactly. We need to go ahead, though, and start off 
uh, maybe drilling in Alaska. I just came back from Alaska, and the people do need jobs up there. I didn't see mm. that. And also, we need to build some new refineries. Mm. Uh, the old ones are getting pretty worn out. I think it's been 30 years since mm. some of them mm. have uh, been built. 40 years has been a long time since we've had a new refinery. So. And is it fair for the rest of America to rob Alaska, that state, of their economic advantage. I mean, every state has its own economic advantage. Some states have coastal regions. Some are great for tourism. Some are great for growing corn and so forth. Here, Alaska, they've got this incredible economic um, capability, and it's like the rest of the country saying, oh, no, we're not going to allow you to prosper. It's really symbolic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're very very poor up there, uh, and a lot of those cities up there are very poor. some of them that we went to, we were on a cruise ship, and I was just, I really felt sorry for them. My heart went out to them. So. Folks, you're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking about uh, the fact that the Democrat leader today, Nancy Pelosi, shut down the House of Representatives, sent them on a vacation because the Republicans and some Democrats wanted to discuss drilling. They wanted a vote, an up or down vote on drilling in Alaska or drilling offshore. And uh, Nancy Pelosi doesn't even want the debate. She's afraid for the American people to hear the facts and to know the truth. We want to know what you think about that. We want to know if you think there should be drilling offshore or in Alaska. The number is 800-881-9270. 800-881-9270. You know, when you really get to the reasons behind this, it has to do with the environmental lobby and yes. of course this effort Pelosi to, is uh, beholden to them right and they have this whole global warming hoax out there also uh, which is really a hoax and really what they're afraid of is they want the gas prices to stay high because then that panders to the environmental lobby and it also quote unquote does something about global warming and so they're pleasing their far left liberal uh, I guess uh boosters out there. But Barack Obama, you know, when he came back from his trip to Europe and he was asked about uh, how what we do about our gas prices, he talked about conservation, also alternatives. And certainly alternative fuels and electric cars and all those things are being worked on, but they're not cost effective right now. And they have to continue to be researched. But his answer was that Americans should learn to keep their tires on their car inflated. Uh, in Jimmy order to, Carter, get right. your sweater yeah. on. Yeah, Remember exactly. that talk? Okay, let's go now back to the callers. Julia on the line, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view? Well, for one thing, I think it was very irresponsible of Nancy Pelosi to shut down the House when our economy is hurting right now, which, of course, it was strong until 2006 when the Democrats got back into office. Another thing I think is going to happen is Nancy Pelosi is going to end up splitting the Democratic Party because of her strong left views. But finally... Are you a Democrat? No. no. But I think you're right. I do think your observation is correct mm-hmm. because there are some Democrats who have some common sense on this issue. Well, it's, it's unbelievable with our economy the way it is and people who are hurting um, that they would shut that down. Just It's very arrogant, I thought, of her to do it early in the day without even attempting to get some of the issues resolved. Mm. But um, They're out of touch. Most Americans don't get a month off for vacation, (laughs) especially when they've left unfinished business on the table and the American people are suffering. It's just very hard for her 
to uh, to convince, I think, most people that she cares if she's not even going to have a discussion on this. We've got to move on. Thank you for calling, Julia. Let's go to Bob now. Bob, thank you for calling. What's your take on this? Well, I, I think it's just posturing. And, you know, for the presidential election coming up, and, and I, I really just get so upset, not only with the, with the Democrats, but with the Republicans, too, yes. because they're staying there now in the dark, as you said a while ago, continuing to discuss this. But is that not posturing also? I'm an Well, some of it is. That they're I, trying to make I, a point. I am so sick to death of, of the politicians yeah. playing their little political game and not worrying about me and you as the people of this You country. know what, Bob? I'll tell you why I'm upset with the Republicans. They had the presidency, they had the Senate, they had the Congress, and they did not press this issue six years ago. The president wanted to drill in Alaska six years ago, seven years ago. He had the bully pulpit, and he had the Senate, and he had the House, and he should have pressed this harder. The Senate and the Congress should have pressed this harder, but they caved in to the environmental movement. They caved into the media. They did not provide leadership. They were not prophetic. They did not have the edge, and that's why they lost their position of leadership. Now they're playing catch-up, and uh, that is a shame. I, I, I agree with you, and, and just last, last thing, I'll get off the phone. I, I, I believe that we ought to drill you know, we, we have come a long way environmentally. I think the environmentalists are going to have to realize that there's a compromise, and we can't all, as, as my economics professor used to say in college, we can't have all the guns and all the butter that we want. Thank you well, guys very much. Thanks so much. And, you know, I'll go ahead and tell you now, we're going to talk about the Christian worldview here in a few minutes. What does it mean to be a steward? Does that mean we're radical environmentalists? Does it mean that, uh, you know, we're... Uh, unbridled capitalist on this issue. We really do need to look at the issue of Christian stewardship when we think of drilling offshore, drilling in Alaska. We're going to look at a text of Scripture in a few minutes. We've got a couple of callers on the line. Eva, Eva, thank you for calling. What's your view? Eva, are you there? Well, we'll move on to Jay. Jay is called. Jay, we'd like your take on this. Uh, well, my take's pretty simple. We need to be drilling the oils here. We've got enough to make ourselves independent. Mm. But you know. By the way, the other... let me just say, stay on the line there. But you know, I read the other day if we got all the oil out of just Anwar, that is enough to provide the world's supply for three years. That's incredible. That won't come out like that quick. I mean, it takes a long time. But they they say there's that much oil there that it yeah. that is an incredible amount of oil. Yeah. The the other thing is though. You know, I believe we need to conserve. Uh, we could build a car today that runs off of water. Well, they are building them. And I just saw a major program on a, a car that um, runs on aluminum and water. Aluminum. And it, it's not even that hard. Yes. You know, we're a great nation and we continue to innovate. But uh, we do have to take into consideration that whatever the fuel is and whatever the way of transportation and powering things is, it has to be cost effective so people can yes. afford it. And at this point, uh, gas is just the way that we do things. And we are experimenting with things. And I, I mean, I just have so much confidence in our uh, but until then we need the capacity oil and we need the gas right. to get there and so we've got to have a transition period and it's you know probably a decade or more all right let's go to Leah from Dallas Leah thank you for calling we'd like to know your view well I'm kind of curious as to who Nancy believes she is I I, I hear this <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm afraid to think that 
she has forgotten that she's truly an employee of the people. For her to have that much power to feel like she can shut down the house and prevent this from continuing before they disappear for a month is ridiculous. I don't understand where we have given her that much power to do that. Well, thank you, Leah. And I think uh, that is uh, audacious uh, for her, a provocative. Um, well, they voted to shut down the House, but she led them in that vote. But uh, that is going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it will make an excellent campaign commercial, particularly if gas prices continue to hold at the high rate they are or they even go higher. This will come back to haunt them. Now, when we come back, I think we've got a couple of callers on the line, but I also want to talk about what the Bible says. This is not about politics. The Bible. Does the Bible speak about whether or not you should drill or what is stewardship here? It's, uh, let's talk about stewardship of the environment, stewardship of natural resources. What should the Christian view be about the stewardship of these natural resources in America? We'll be right back. Criswell College is proud to present the new Mac at Night program. It's a Master of Arts in Counseling degree obtained by attending evening block classes. There are licensure and non-licensure options depending on your career goals. Mac at Night features some of the best professors in the field of Christian counseling, and all courses are biblically based. Expand your ministry or prepare for a doctorate. Criswell College makes it simple and convenient. All Mac at Night courses are scheduled with the working professional in mind. If you've got a full-time job, a busy lifestyle, or even raising a family, you're perfect for Mac at Night. Get your Master of Arts in Counseling at Criswell College with Mac at Night. Call 800-899-0012 or go to criswell.edu. That's 800-899-0012 or criswell.edu. Invest in God's work and yourself through this convenient program through the Criswell College. It's Mac at Night. See criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. The other day, the oil companies reported the highest profits in the history of the world. Good. I want to take those profits, and I want to put them into a strategic energy fund. All right. So Hillary says she wants to take the profits, take them, and put them in. That Well, that's socialism. It's communism. Uh, let's talk about those gas taxes for just a second, because everybody's been crying out that how dare ExxonMobil make $11.6 billion of profit in 2008, second quarter. Record profits. But wait a minute. At the same time, on that same oil, the government made $32 billion. Exxon made $11 billion off that oil, and the government made $32 billion off that oil. So the government is making more off these high prices than Exxon is. And that's a very important point. Another way to talk about it, uh, I think, Penna thinks, Larry thinks here, and I th- I've read this before, I think it's about a 30% mark on the pump. We'll look that up. We'll find out more about that later. But um, uh, this other fact that we've documented, I think, is very telling, that the government is making three times what these companies that drill and process and deliver. The government's doing nothing. 
with that oil, but these companies are only making a third of what the government makes on this oil. Point your finger at Washington, not at these oil companies. It's interesting that we played that bite from Hillary from quite a while ago on windfall profit taxes because today Barack Obama announced his emergency economic plan to deal with what they say is a sagging economy. And this plan would give families a stimulus check of $1,000 each. It's another one of those bribes for people to vote for him. And uh, you know what it would be funded by? Guess what? Windfall profits from big oil. So, you know, this is just shows their commitment to high fuel they just prices. Raise the prices. Right. Right. You know, John McCain in the beginning of the summer wanted to give us a vacation from the federal part of the gas tax, but that went nowhere. Let's go back to the phones and speak with David in Dallas. David, thanks for calling in. Oh, thank you. I uh, just had a couple of points, uh, several actually. Uh, as far as the Republicans go, I think uh, they got arrogant, and that's what caused them. Yes. They got complacent and arrogant. Yes. And what's happening now is that Nancy Pelosi is doing the same thing. Yes. She's getting yes. arrogant and complacent. And I hope it costs the Democrats like it costs the Republicans. <laughs> uh, because I, I think from the moment she became speaker, I've never seen anyone so arrogant in that position before. She really has been. And, you know, they're, they're looking at gaining both in the House and the Senate seats. And, in fact, the Senate, uh, there have been some people saying that it could go to actually 60 40, which would mean that it would be, uh, you know, a filibuster-proof majority. Uh, but some of this uh, wrangling about gas prices and drilling, I think it really could affect a lot of their elections, and that's why they're also nervous about it right now going home. Let's go back to the phones and speak with uh, Mitchell in Louisville. Mitchell, thanks for calling in. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I have a couple of points myself about the drilling in general. I'm predominantly Democrat. I believe too much of anything is a bad thing, so I think we need balance in the government always. I think how can we not drill ourselves and give all our money to all these countries who don't have the same safety regulation, who doesn't have, who don't have the same technology? You talk about saving the environment; they're not going to take the same precautions that we're going to wow. take here. Interesting point. Well, that is a great point, I would say. We're being kind of hypocritical about this as Americans. We're not drilling in Alaska and offshore in the name of environmentalism, yet we're willing to buy our oil from all of these people in the Middle East and in South America who don't measure up to environmental standards uh, at all like what we have to measure up to when we drill. And so I think you're right. We are paying for others to do the dirty work. And we're getting the oil cheaper from them. And uh, that's an interesting and excellent point. Who really has uh, more of an environmental agenda? Is it those actually would be those that want to drill here rather than to pay others to drill dirty over there? Well, this raises an important question. And this show is about the Christian worldview. And I want to talk about the Bible and oil drilling for just a minute. Now, as far as I can tell, there's not a lot about oil drilling in the Bible, but there are principles from the Christian worldview that apply. You know, for years, capitalists have said, well, we own it all. You know, God gave the earth to man. We own it. We can do what we want to with it. And I think others have critiqued that. Conservationists and environmentalists have said, no, we're stewards. We don't own it. We're stewards, and we have to take care of it. And there's some Christian environmentalists would say, well, we can't drill. We can't use natural resources because we're stewards. We've got to take good care of this. Well, that's uh, partially true. I want to read the scripture. Genesis 1.26 says, God said, let us make man in our image. He went on to say, 
Let them have dominion over the earth. Let them subdue it. And so we have a dominion mandate. We are to rule and to exercise stewardship over this earth. When you go to Genesis 2, you see God put Adam in the garden to tend it, to take care of it, to manage it, to manage the garden. But does that mean we leave nature as it is? Well, no. It means nature needs managing. It needs tending. And we know, especially after the fall, that there's a a good and a bad. There's a there's the problem of evil, and nothing is perfect. And and managing this earth is um, fraught with contradictions because of the fall. And it's, it's a balancing act. And um, but nevertheless, we are stewards. We're stewards. And think of this: Jesus said the 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 steward who hides the talent who buries the talent is the unfaithful steward now we're not burying the soil it's already buried but if we leave it down there i would say did god put the soil down there or did he not you say well i believe that evolved over millions of years you say well i believe god created it and maybe the earth is just six thousand years old well look in either case if you're any kind of a christian at all you believe that god put that oil there either through time and through decay over many years, or through heat and pressure over a period just of 6,000, whatever. But in any case, it's there. Are we being good stewards to leave it there when it can do so much for so many people? Paul said the key principle of stewardship is it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. And that means that you use these resources. You don't abuse them. You don't rape the environment. It's not a scorched earth policy. But we are far from that now in offshore drilling, far from that now in land drilling like they'll do in Anwar. There's clean drilling. By the way, I don't know if you saw this, more oil going into the ocean now naturally, naturally seepages than from oil spills, pipeline breaks, and so forth. Very interesting phenomenon. So I think good stewardship means that we go for solar and wind and all these other alternative sources, but we also drill, and we're good stewards of these resources which God has left us, and uh, we need to meet the needs of the people. Well, this is Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. We look forward to being back with you next week. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.